everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys all had a beautiful 4th of July weekend week. I kind of like it when 4th of July lands during the week because then it's not like, oh, it's a Saturday, then you don't get a Monday off. Um, Yeah, it's kind of nice. I feel like Riley had three days off, which was nice. Uh, We went to Montecito which is like the Beverly Hills of Santa Barbara. I love it up there. Oh my God, it's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Our friends have a house up there and it was just, it's just so, it's like preppy. <laughs> like the people were so preppy. His neighbor is the CEO of Netflix and like up the hill is Oprah and like, it's crazy. Like, a lot of money up there, but it, it really was absolutely stunning. Um, between us four friends, we had about 10 kids. Oh, hello, Piper Rose. We had about 10 kids. Say hi. 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 And it was so much. Hey, did you have so much fun in Santa Barbara? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Um, Liam and Sophia. Liam and Sophia. Yeah. You guys had a really good time. Uh, so, yeah, went up there. We didn't see fireworks, but we went down to the beach and uh, and walked around and just had a little movie night at the house. It was just, it was a lot of fun. But now we're back. We got back yesterday. And now today we're actually going to Las Vegas to go see, who are we going to go see? Swim and see Abu. We're going to swim. We're going to see her Abu. Yep. Your grandpa. And I have banana too somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, it's Abu and Nana. We're going to go see them. Uh, yeah, so it's sort of been nonstop. It's been a little crazy. She hasn't gone to school. So because we've just been going, going, going. I also missed the cutoff date for registration. Oh, I'm sick. Well, you're not sick, sick. But yeah, she has a little bit of stuffy nose because it's been, again, nonstop. Uh, but yeah, I missed the cutoff for registration anywhere else. So I think I'm going to keep her in this little school for now. And then hopefully we'll get her into, um, I'm on a wait list for a couple other schools. They're like little Christian schools. I don't know. She's been very curious about God and Jesus and where they come from and like so many questions. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I get her into Christian school. I don't know. Now I'm just all over the place. Anyways, (laughs) I digress. Um, But yes, I hope you guys all had a beautiful 4th of July and... This week, I'm actually going to be playing you guys some clips from the Patreon episode where we I basically was answering all your guys' questions from Instagram about uh, Oaxaca and the trips, and I shared the story about the bouquet of roses that was so special to me. Um and and a few other things so it was it was fun if you're not on patreon you guys can go sign up um and you you guys basically get access to all the episodes that i've done all the archive shows they're ad free um it's a lot of fun i go live on there which i actually i'm going to be going live on there as well so just keep a an eye out for that um and i'm going to be filming and, and shooting a lot more things uh for patreon so definitely keep keep an eye out also I've been asked to sort of be a part of this. Um, it's not really a startup company, but it's this. I'll give more. I'm actually going to talk about more about it next week. But I was just approached to basically be a part of this company. And um, Piper, Piper, shh, shh, shh. hold on one second. Okay. 
And it's really interesting. It's such like a, I've been missing, you know, since my last job, I've only really been doing this and I've only been, you know, podcasting and whatnot. And so I've been sort of missing the grind and like the, like the, like the work work. And there's something about like working, not maybe not working for somebody else, but just like working in a team and with other people and just really fulfilling uh, certain roles that I just used to love to do. Um, and again, I'll get into it more next week. I'm going to just sort of see what I can share and, and what I can't share. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really excited about working again, like working, working again, um, and being creative and, uh, being in like the whole business, uh, field and, you know, possibly growing this, you know, other little empire, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm going to take you guys along that whole process and what that looks like for me. But um, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I'm, I'm currently looking at um, some locations and some real estate uh, for this person. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll go into all the details next week. But just sort of giving you guys a, a little update on what's happening with me. So, uh, all right. My little girl is, is, uh, is kicking me and going crazy. But... Enjoy this episode. Enjoy this little sort of sneak peek on Patreon. And I will see you all next week. I put up a question box on my Instagram and I'm going to be answering all your questions about Mexico. I got a lot of Oaxaca questions and uh, I really wanted just to know what you guys wanted to know about it. And most of you are saying everything. So I'm going to sort of answer a few questions and sort of just like talk a little bit about that trip. Cause that one was, we were gone, we were gone for two weeks. So we started in Puerto Vallarta, which by the way, I didn't even tell you guys that story. So we ended up, so again, Riley's working in Oaxaca for two weeks. So we thought, okay, let's just like, since he'll be working, why don't we just like take a few days off in the beginning, like the first part of our trip. So we thought, let's go somewhere by the water. And then that's when we decided, oh, my mom has a timeshare. Why don't we just do that? And, you know, she's had it for five years. We've never gone. So it was like, okay. And Riley's never, well, actually he he went to Puerto Vallarta when he was a kid. He did tell me that. Um, he was like 10. Do you guys know? <laughs> he told me this. He's like, I fell in love for the first time in Puerto Vallarta. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he's like, I bought this. He's like, she spoke Spanish. I spoke English. We did not understand each other at all. He's like, but we were like together the entire time. I bought her a little ring, <laughs> like this little like plastic ring. And he gave it to her. I'm like, this guy, he was like destined to be with a Hispanic woman. So anyway, so yes, he's been a part of Ayarda. Um, And so... So we ended up going there for about four days. It was like a Saturday or Sunday to Thursday we were leaving. So we and my we were bringing my mom with us because it was like way too many days with just me and Piper and like Riley working. So I was like, just come and we'll you know get a bigger house or what we'll figure it out. But just come. So um, so we booked the flights out of 
San Diego. And we went San Diego to Puerto Vallarta. And so the morning of, it, it was like a seven o'clock flight or something, seven or eight. It was like an eight. I don't know. It was in the, it was really early. So we had to be there. Um, we did like, we woke up at like four 30 or something. And long story short, we got there like, like a minute too late. And the reason why we had to check in a bag this time was because Riley brought his knives to work. And so, you know, if it's international, you have to get there like freaking three hours in advance to check in your bag and do all of that. So technically we were like right at the window before they closed to like not allow any more check-in bags. And so we get there and I'm like, babe, you run, to, you run, go check in your bag. I will go with my mom and with all the other bags and Piper through security Piper and I had TSA pre-check. My mom didn't. So I was like, I'll probably be in really fast. And then, you know, my mom may take a little bit, but Riley had TSA too. So he could just run through whatever. So I was like, mom, you go to security. You just make the line and go, I will go with Piper through TSA pre-check, babe, you do the bag. I will meet you through there and we'll be, we'll be on time. So Piper and I zoom through TSA. I'm already on the other side. My mom is still in line. And she's now taking a long time. And I'm like, can you like maybe ask people to move through? And so Riley calls me and he's like, they won't, they won't check in the bag. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. And we got dropped off in San Diego by my mom's friend, driver, guy, helper, whatever, her right hand. And so I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, what do we do? We can't miss this flight because we're only there for so long. And my aunt also was coming and meeting us at the airport and we were all going to take a car to the hotel. So I'm thinking like, okay, okay. They won't let you do it. I'm like, can you talk to a manager? Can you talk to someone? Like, no. He said, no, absolutely not. They all said no. And I'm like, shoot. So maybe we have the Pedro Pedro, come, we leave him the bag because he was still there. I'm like, maybe leave Pedro the bag. You jump on this flight. I'll have him fly because the flights were like 120 bucks. I was like, maybe I'll book him a flight just to drop off the bag. I mean, I had to like really get like creative here. And so um, that didn't work because they weren't even going to let him now weirdly on the flight. Like they weren't even going to let him in. So I was like, wait, what? Why? Like just leave the bag and then you can still make the flight. Didn't work that way. I don't know why. So I was like, fine, mom, you just get on the flight because you'll make it. I will get out of the TSA. I like, I'll get out. I'll me and Piper and daddy will figure out a flight. I don't know why I called him daddy. <laughs> Zaddy. I was like, we'll figure out a flight and just you go and you meet my aunt. So she was like, oh my gosh, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yes, just go. So she goes and she makes it. By the way, the flight was delayed like an hour or over an hour. So she goes, she makes it to the gate. I now step out and now we're standing on the side <laughs> and we're like, shit. So I called Pedro and I'm like, Hey, can you pick us up? And now I'm like, all right. So 
I called Alaska or whoever we were flying with. And, um, yeah, it was Alaska and they were able to cancel our flights. Cause I, I even looked through LAX through long beach. And then I finally was like, wait, why don't we go through TJ? It's right here. And they probably have a direct flight and it's probably super cheap. So I went through Volaris, which I have to say was fantastic. So good. So easy. I found a flight that was leaving like two hours later, like at 11. Yeah. I think our flight was like at eight or something. And, um, and then I found a flight at 11. So he zooms us over and I had always heard like, I had heard good things about flying through TJ, but then I also was like a little nervous about it. But everyone was like, no, it's super easy because you get dropped off on the San Diego side and it's almost like this like little mini airport and you go to the gate, they give you this little receipt to like make sure that they, you know, they checked you in. You do all the paperwork on the San Diego side and then you basically pay to cross over to the TJ side. And this is all within like the airport, okay? So then you pay to like cross the bridge, but it's not a bridge. It's like a tunnel. And and then you make it on the TJ side and then you go through customs and it's so easy. And then you get to your gate. Like it's, it's awesome. And it's so cheap compared to like LAX or whatever. So by the time we get to our gate, my mom is still on the tarmac. Like she hasn't even left yet. And I'm like, that is some bullshit. <laughs> so anyway, we got to, um, we got to, um, Puerto Vallarta, but like every freaking like flight we had issues with in Yellowstone. Uh, actually Yellowstone was, was fine, but like all of France and, um, Mexico, I swear we had issues. I don't know why. It was just like one of those, one of those things. Um, okay. Let me answer a couple questions. Is Piper adventurous with eating while in Oaxaca or while in Mexico? So yeah, I was really nervous about the food situation because I always get sick in Mexico. Like without a doubt, I am puking and shooting my brains out and have like the gnarliest (laughs) of symptoms while I'm there at some point. And this one, surprisingly, I didn't. And I was so freaking excited. And every day I like, I didn't want to jinx it, but I was like, thank you, baby Jesus. I haven't gotten sick. Piper hasn't gotten sick. No one's sick. Great. Like no Montezumas, nothing. And I had brought medicine and honestly, the medicine in Mexico, like all the pharmacies have a really good Mexican like medicines. If you, if you do get sick, um, Piper did have one day, it was like two days before we left. She was like, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. And I'm like, fuck, here it comes. Here it comes. The diarrhea, the vomiting. I'm ready for it. We got this medicine. It's just for kids. It's like, shoot, I don't remember the name. I'll find the name, but, um, it's like what all the kids take out there. If you do have like stomach problems, um, it doesn't have an antibiotic in it. It just like cleans you out and it sort of settles your stomach and whatnot. Um, so as far as food wise, I, yeah, I was a little nervous about like the sick, like getting sick part. So, you know, obviously don't drink the water. Um, we always got bottled water. I mean, even like brushing our teeth, it sounds so stupid. We used bottled water just, just to be on the safe side. Um, but you know, and then you have to ask like, oh, what kind of ice? Like, is your ice also like from a bag or is it using their water? 
because everything has ice in it. So, uh, but normally they're all very good about that, especially like in Oaxaca, there's a lot of expats. There's a lot of tourists. There's a lot of Americans. Um, so they're very good. I think about their, their water situation and, and all of that, like their purified water and their ice. Uh, and then other than that, I was more curious uh, and for even for me, like what the food was going to taste like. Riley said that they use a lot of spices. Um, it's just different, just different food. And I completely agree. The I, I, I can't say that I love the food there. Um, it's just not as like acidic and they don't use an, like a lot of salt again, a lot of spices. And then there's this like one herb that they use, um, the machi or the tampache or tampache. It's like an herb that they use in everything. Like it is in their salsas, in their beans, in their, uh, proteins and everything. They use it in everything. So you just have that constant flavor in all of it. Um, pipe, we had some meals that were great. And then some meals that were just whatever and like not great. And they all um I've noticed and everyone agreed they overcook their proteins like their chicken and their beef and all of that overcooked. Everyone overcooked it. It was so bizarre. But remember we um we Airbnb'd a house and so that house at the house we had um we had a um, a chef there that was there in the morning and like an older lady and, and she's like so sweet and she would have fresh fruit and she would make us, you know, whatever we wanted in the morning, like chilaquiles or um, huevos rancheros or whatever. And then also, and then for lunch and dinner, we had to provide our own food. So we also cooked a lot. And my uncle, remember my uncle, my aunt met us there as well. And um, he is you know, not a chef by trade, but he cooks all the time and he's such a great cook. And so he was cooking a lot of our meals as well. Um, so he made Piper like a lot of soups and, um, you know, things that like were familiar, familiar to her, like a lot of French fries and chicken and whatever. Um, but out and about a lot of, she had a lot of tortillas, a lot of quesadillas. Um, she even had pizza out there, uh, a lot of beans and fish, lots of fish and which she really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I think you sort of just like end up figuring out like the good spots, the not so good spots. You know, if, if you walk by a place and no one's in there, eh, you probably aren't going to eat there. Um, but I will give you guys, remember on um, Out of Office, that that app that I told you guys about, you guys can find it on my Instagram. I've updated like so much on Oaxaca, like places to go, places to eat, places to stay. Um, there are quite a few here. Let me just pull it up. Um, there are quite a few like beautiful places. And remember, everything is like the culture is so big there. So, you know, you have a few like modern places, but not many. Everything is just very, very traditional style. Um, okay. So here are a few places to eat. And again, you guys can follow me on, on this, um, on this out of office. It's, it's like kind of like an Instagram Pinterest. Um, I update basically all the places to go. I'm just showing you guys here on the screen. Um, so we ate 
at, there's a place called La Cocina de Humo. Humo. Humo is, um, is smoke, the house of smoke. And it's because, and it's an experience. So you basically sit, and I did post this on my Instagram. It's like a long table. You probably can fit maybe like 15 people max. Um, and you basically sit in front of the chef. She is, she is the best female chef in Mexico. She got that title. And it's because her food is more like indigenous. She, it's like from the mountains and, and her like little pueblo. Um, so again, a lot of herbs, a lot of spices and very traditional type of cuisine. Um, it is tortillas, it is soups, it is uh, moles and, um, you know, some salsas and whatnot, but the whole experience is so cool and you're, they live there and you're basically in their home, but they have this like incredible, just like, um, uh, like in, it's very like, uh, indigenous type of like kitchen. Okay. And they have comales and they have like, they're just traditional type of like vessels that they cook on and that they serve you in. Um, and the whole experience is just so cool. And you're watching them make everything fresh right in front of you. And just like everything that they, like they, that they serve you in and like their stories, it's just so, so cool. And it's such a cool experience. Um, a few of the, of the dishes were like a little too much for me or like a little a little too weird. Um, just like they're, they're like, I don't like mole. So for me, it wasn't great, but my mom and everyone loved it. Okay. So La Cocina de Humo, um, Crudo, which we didn't go to, but it's like a must go. I heard is fantastic. Criollo is also very famous out there. Um, it's, they have a, it's a, like a prefixed menu. And so you can tell them if you're vegetarian or whatnot, but, um, it's about, I want to say like six courses and then two desserts, but it's fantastic. It is on the pricier side. Um, but it's beautiful. And then in the back of Criollo, they have a beautiful area for brunch and then a omasaki, which I think only seats about 10 people. And it's all like the freshest fish. He, the chef did, did send a few from, um, from the omasaki uh, tasting that they were doing. And it was the best sushi, and I don't even eat fish, the best piece of fish and sushi I've ever had because you have it with like salsa matcha. Oh my God. It was like, it was like mouthwatering. Like Riley got super inspired by that dish and like a few of those that he sent out because it was divine. Um, La Rueca Restaurant. Um, Los Danzantes is also very beautiful. Um, a few places to stay. Oh, in Casa Silencio. All right. So Casa Silencio is where Riley worked for the first part of the trip. And it's basically like an hour from El Centro. So El Centro is like their downtown. And that's where we stayed. Uh, the first two nights that we got there, we stayed at a hotel. It was like a little bed and breakfast. And, um, it was very cute. Um, it was called one second. It was called, um, oh my God. What was it called? Oh, Casa Carmen Morelos bed and breakfast. There's only four rooms. Breakfast is included. It's right in the, the little el centro. It's right in the downtown. Um, 
it was so cute. Like, so, so cute. They have like this little area. Um, you guys have to look it up. Or here, let me just show you a photo. Hold on. Casa Carmen Morelos. Let's see if they have photos. Like, the rooms are super spacious. Let me see if you guys can see it. Um, They have like a little breakfast area. Of course, now it's not doing it. Um, They have like this little breakfast area. And uh, like a little lounge area as well. We met the other couples because we took up two rooms and then the other two, because you guys sort of sit at this like little intimate um, breakfast area. And so we were all there and we met the people that were in the other two rooms, which were like gajillionaires. And we were like, what are you guys doing here? Why are you at like <laughs> the other places? Um, but they loved like the artsy kind of cool bed and breakfast vibe. Again, it's like, it, it was five star for sure. And the staff was phenomenal. The breakfast there was to die for, like so good. So Casa Carmen, and it was so cheap. It was like $110 or something a night. Um, other places to stay are Quinta Real Oaxaca. I guess the rooms aren't that great, but it's more of an experience. And it's like, it's like beautiful. It's this one with like this one. So I heard that one was really great. Um, the Grand Fiesta Americana is great. Um, Casa Oaxaca was was fantastic, I heard. Um, and um, Tierra del Sol, which is where Riley worked as well. That's a restaurant, not a hotel. That's a restaurant. And they have um, all their desserts are made of masa. Um and then they have like all these like atoles and just phenomenal. We ate there. They have a rooftop. There's a lot of rooftops at in Oaxaca. Um, there's a place called Origen. Again, all of all of my recommendations are here on this app. Um, all the places to stay, go eat. Um, we went to this. Um, it's called the the uh, Arbol El Tule. It's called El Tule. Um, and it's the largest, whitest tree in the world. In the world. And you pay like, I don't know, a few bucks at to, just to walk in. Um, but it was incredible. I mean, it was massive. And then the, there's like tradition that because it's within this like little pueblo. And they have these like little kids that have been sort of educated on the tree to now help the tourists you know, learn a little bit about the tree. And so there was this little boy, two little boys who were brothers and they had this like little like laser light. And so they walk around the tree and they basically show you the, the, the special things about the tree and like educate you about the, like on the tree. And this is their work, by the way, they don't go to school. Like this is how they make their money. It's like their chamba. It's like their, it's their way of, you know, just making money. And it's, it's like the saddest, sweetest thing in the entire world. Um, and so they'll walk around, like, they'll show you like, oh, like, look, this is, um, this is like the Virgin Mary in the tree. And this is, uh, like the, like the dolphin, this is like the dolphin or like the tail of the dolphin or like the mermaid tail and tail of the dolphin. No, it's the dolphin and like the tail of the mermaid. Um, cause there's like designs almost within the tree. And so it's like really special. It's really cool. It, it, it's, um, 
it almost died. The tree was starting to die and starting to um, like dry out. And so everyone came together and they basically built uh, like a water system so, so that the tree will now never die and it's just growing and growing. But definitely a place to go and check out. Um, there are a lot of cool things that we didn't get to experience um, like the um, yerba, yerba el agua. Riley went there. He said it wasn't as great as like what the Instagrams and like the photos look like. It's a like not as beautiful. Um, but there are a few places um, that have like beautiful waterfalls and like natural waters. And those are called, um, those are called, I'm going to tell you right now, one second. They are called, There's places to do alebrijes where you can paint your own alebrijes, which are huge out there. That's like where um, Coco was inspired. They actually went to a little pueblo and they are the ones that designed all of the alebrijes and um, everything for the movie. Like the real Coco, Mama Coco, lived there <laughs> in Oaxaca, which is very, very cool. Something you must do with the kids. Okay, so... There's a place called Apoala and it's a lake and it's among the mountains. Um, and then there's a place called Tamasulapan and those are swimming pools, like clear water swimming pools that, that they made. Look those up. They're very, very cool. I, I definitely think Apoala is the place to go because that you can actually swim in. It's beautiful waterfalls, clear, you know, clear waters, um, just really neat things to do. I was surprised at how many um, Americans were there. Like it's, there's quite a few. Um, and like, just, I guess from like, even like I heard a lot of Australians and okay. No questions, but your trip pods are my favorite. Even fire French, which gave me anxiety. <laughs> I know that gave me anxiety too. Literally everything I'm obsessed about. I'm obsessed with Mexico, everything, everything, where to stay. I just told you guys a little bit about where to stay. What part of Oaxaca? Again, it was like the downtown. Okay, would, you, would I get married there? Um, I would not get married there because, well, the time that we, obviously we went during um, a very, very hot time, there were so many mosquitoes. I was swollen, like, because my mosquito bites get huge. I've posted them before. Massive. So like, I'm not going to be walking down the aisle with like welts on my body. I'm good. I think I'm good. Um, but also, I don't know. I don't think it called me. Like I wasn't like, oh, this is, I mean, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. But like, it wasn't like, this is the place. Like this, I, I don't know. It just, it wasn't beautiful churches though. And there were like a lot of weddings that we walked by and it did look stunning, but I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's our place. Um, did you elope? I did not elope. No. And I think I know why you're asking that question. It is because of the pink bouquet that I was holding. Um, and I will get to that tomorrow because I'm going to do another one tomorrow, but I have a whole story about the pink bouquet. It was wild.
Okay, everybody. Hi, we're back. So let's pick up part two of Oaxaca. Here we go. Okay, so let's just dive into the story about the roses. So, oh my gosh. All right. So my aunt, who's on the trip with us, was like, hey, I was walking by and I saw this lady um, that does like your chakra cleanings. Okay. She like cleans out your auras and your chakras and, um, and she does it all with flowers. It's like a floral cleanse. Okay. And, um, and she was like, and, and I had been telling her, you know, I want to have a baby and I'm trying to get pregnant and I can. And, and she was like, you know, I just feel like you're like, you're blocked. Like you're blocking yourself from like getting pregnant and it's like an energy thing or whatever. And I was like, sure. <laughs> um, just again, I also, I also feel you like very confused. And I was like, yeah, I guess part of me is right. Like I have moments where I'm like, yes, I want a baby. And then the next is like, well, you know, if it, ha- if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen kind of thing. Okay. So, so she's like, why don't we go to this lady and just like see what she says? And so I was like, why don't you go first and then I'll go. And so she went and then she comes back and it was 500 pesos. And I want to say that's like 30-ish bucks, okay? So she comes back and she was like, it was really good. She's like, um, you should just try it. You should just go and try it. And she's like, she told me, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, she was really spot on. Um, it's, you know, she'll just like clean your energy and your auras and then she'll pull some cards. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I'm used to this. And so I end up going and doing it. And I walk over there because it was like maybe five minutes from our house, the one that we were staying at. And um, it's funny because in Oaxaca, like the little streets are so narrow and like small. And then like you open a door and it's like massive inside, like beautiful um just interiors and, and, or exteriors, um, just gorgeous. And so, so I go in there and it's like a weird door and I was like, okay. And then you open it and it's like a beautiful courtyard and she lives there, but also works there and everything. So she has a bed and she doesn't really say much. She's like, okay, just take your shoes off and lay down. I was like, okay. And so I lay down and she's like, I'm going to, she's like, I do my, my cleanings with roses and it's like a dozen roses. And, um, you know, this, this one is essentially just for you. And so she, I lay down and then she was like, um, I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to break sort of like the head of the rose, like, and, and put one in your left hand and one in your right, the one in your left, you're going to, um, you're basically just going to speak everything that you want into your life, all the things that you want. And in the right hand, I want you to expel and like get rid of all the energy and all the things that you want to get rid of in your life. And so, and so she's like, I just want you to imagine everything like leaving and like putting all of that into this, into this like rose bud head, whatever it's called. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> I can do this. So laying there 
And, you know, I'm going through my own things of the things that I want to get rid of, the things that I don't want to feel anymore. Um, you know, just senses of, for example, like, you know, insecurities or feeling like I'm um, holding on to uh, people and things that have sort of continued to follow me just, you know, throughout the years. And, um, and just like the, like the, the constant fear, you know, that I have and, and all of that. And then the things that I want, right. I, I want to, um, just have happiness and, uh, all the things. Okay. So it's like that for like a good 30 minutes and, um, and it's just really getting into like that meditative state. And she basically is grabbing petals and then like putting them all around your body. And then it's sort of like, just like this over your body, just hands over your hands, over your chakras, all the chakras that you have. Right. So she was over my head, over my womb, over like all these different parts. And, um, and so then once she was done, she, took all the flowers, all the rose petals, everything. And she's like, I'll grab you some water, tea, whatever. And then you can come sit down. And then she proceeds to read me my cards. And the cards were saying, she was, she was like, you know, I've done this for many, many years and I've never seen someone have all their chakras closed. Like every single one. Normally you have a couple that are like open or like all of them were closed. And I was like, oh shit, like, damn. <laughs> so no wonder. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And, and she goes, but it's not something that's, that you've done. It's something that someone has done to you. And I was like, oh damn. And she was like, this person just doesn't want good for you. And this person does not want the best for you and doesn't want you to be happy and to succeed. And so, um, and you've just like absorbed that entirely and, and you've just completely <clears throat> have like shut down. And, um, and I was like, okay. And she was like, and it's a woman. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, and so I sort of had an idea of who I thought it was. And so I started talking to her about that situation. And after I explained, oh, and then she said the way that it happened was through, um, like food or drink. Like she gave you something to either eat or drink. And through that, it was how you sort of absorbed it. And you've, you've haven't been able to fully like, um, sort of be at like your highest vibrations and like be your best self kind of thing because of this. She's and again, it's nothing that you've done. It's just something that that someone put onto you and it just really like took everything out of you. And so when I explained to her who I thought it was, um, and I I also explained a little bit about other like readings that I've had before and that this person has been in my past life. Um or past lives, I should say, and just how intense they were in 
all of my lives. And I just thought I was going crazy. Let's put it that way. I thought I was going crazy because I was like, how? Like, why don't I feel a certain way? Like, why can I not do the thing? Like, and, and again, some of you may think like this is complete bullshit and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Everyone has different beliefs and everyone has different, you know, I just, I I was at a point where, and I, I even told you guys, you know, on the, on the podcast, like, I was, I really did not want a podcast. I really did not want to talk. I didn't want to say, and, and not just with you guys, like in life, I was just very blah. And I don't want to call it depressed. I just, I was just not myself. I had zero, um, I had zero drive, period, just zero drive, zero sex drive. Um, I just didn't really have a lot of patience. I was just, I don't know. I, I just was not myself. And so this all sort of started weirdly making sense. And then again, I was telling her that, that this person possibly, you know, could have been in my past life. And what I was told is that, um, she was a very controlling, um, boyfriend in my past life. And, um, and so then in this life, I've just been sort of constantly under that, that sense of control. And, um, and so she was, once I explained and sort of told her everything, she was like, yeah, it's absolutely, you know, this person. And she's like, so I want you to do something again. Don't, I'm not, don't think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I am. Okay. So, so she goes, I want you to grab scissors, <laughs> cut your hair. No, I'm kidding. She goes, I want you to grab scissors and I want you to imagine that there's a string between your heart and her heart. And I want you to cut that string. Put the scissors in your left hand. And I want you to cut that string for 21 days. I want you to do this exercise for 21 days. And I want you to cut the string. And as you're cutting the string, this imaginary string between your heart and hers, I want you to tell her how thankful you are for everything she's done for you. And, um, sorry, it's like so much. Um, I want you to thank her for everything. And then, and then I want you to say, but this is, it, it ends here and it ends in this lifetime and it ends now. And you cut that energy and you just completely cut, 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 cut. That way it's a fresh start. It's the end of a multiple life, um, sort of reoccurring energy, uh, and this con this connection clearly. Right. Um, and so I've been doing it and I feel stupid doing it. And I actually have never gotten scissors. I've just been doing it like this, um, just to see, I don't know, but, um, it was wild. So, so doesn't end there. So, <laughs> so she said that. And, um, 
and then a lot of my cards were like, you know, confidence and, um, and peace and, you know, like making peace with, with others and myself and all these things. And, um, you know, creative of just like, you know, don't let your voice, don't feel like your voice is minimal, like speak up when you have an idea and, um, your thoughts are not small and, you know, just, it was, it was really, it was really great. And then she said, and this was the craziest part too, which she was like, do you have twins in your family? And I was like, yeah, my dad's a twin. She was like, she's like, so every, every like bouquet of roses that I get are all different, you know, they're all different. And she was like, I don't pick them out. Someone else brings them to me. And she's like, the one that I got today, um, had a lot of double roses. Like there's a stem with a rose and then there's like a little one attached, a little baby one attached. And she's like, and there were so many on this one. She's like, and I didn't know why. And I just thought, okay, well, whoever this is for is it'll, I'll know, I'll figure out why, but I didn't know why. And, and she was like, you're trying to have a baby. And I was like, mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I could feel that when I was over your womb, it was just completely blocked. It was kind of like what my aunt was saying, completely blocked. She was like, but that was also because all your chakras were blocked. Everything was sort of like, just like nothing was going to happen. And, um, and then she was like, but you are absolutely going to have twins. She was like, it's like, I have chills telling you this. She said. She's like, I've never seen anything like it. You have double roses on almost every single one of your roses. Um, it was so crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Scott, the psych, you know, Scott was saying that that's definitely a possibility that I could have twins. And then remember, he also said that um, it wouldn't happen in like a traditional way which I'm assuming is the whole IUI situation or having to like get on, um, you know, progesterone or, or something. So it was crazy. Not progesterone. That's not what I was, what is it called? <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm like in a whole, um, is that not crazy? Is that not crazy? And so who knows, who knows if, you know, I am meant to have these little twins, who knows, um, if all of this is bullshit, <laughs> but I have to say I felt, um, and you know, this is like a, the whole like placebo thing. Like, is it, is it real? Is it not real? I totally believe in energies. I totally believe in all of I do, I do believe in signs. And she was like, I need you to be very aware of, um, like your, like signs and signs that like your, um, your like spirit guides basically are sending you. And, um, she goes, we all have one. We all have one and they are constantly sending us signs. She goes, and they normally send it through numbers, music, um, if you hear a random conversation or someone randomly yelled something, she's like, it's not random. Um, 
listen to what they're saying because it's it may be tied to whatever it is that they're trying to tell you. Um, if you constantly are saying something, like I was seeing a lot of butterflies. Um, if you're constantly like seeing the same number, the same thing, she was like, just Google it and, and it'll tell you what the, what that actually means. But she's like, if you allow yourself to be open to those things, you're constantly being, um, shown signs in, in the universe. And I was like, that's so beautiful. <laughs> it really is. And I think I was just so closed off and I was just so like, I, I just couldn't get out of it. And I couldn't see the beautiful things. And, um, and there was like a, uh, a little thing I saw on Instagram and it was like, um, it says there are always flowers for those who want to see them. And it's so true, right? I think that it depends on our perspective and where we are in life. And, um, I think if you're open to it, it's always there, always there. Um, sometimes we have to just sort of listen and, and hear the signs. And, you know, I was in Oaxaca for a reason. My aunt told me about that lady for a reason. I feel, and again, I don't know if it's a placebo thing, whatever. I feel so good. I feel so good. And then she was saying how like, she's like, you have probably like no sex drive. And I was like, that's true. (laughs) And, um, and she was like, but that's attached to like your creative, uh, your creative mind. And it's attached to like a lot of other things. It's not just sex. It's like, it's also, you know, a whole, whole other slew of things, um, that it starts to help with. And so I have to say, been very horny lately. (laughs) Um, no, it's just been very good. I just feel weirdly like liberated. I can laugh. I can smile. I can, um, I feel like I can be a better mom. I feel like I was not being as good of a mom as I probably could have been. Um, I was feeling just very drained and I was, I was pouring from a cup that had no water and I was just really, really emotionally exhausted and I didn't know why. And that was the most frustrating part. And, you know, again, I was with the whole pregnancy thing. I was like getting tests and it's like, I don't understand why I'm not, you know, getting pregnant. Everything seems fine and everything did come back fine. And it's like, maybe it was, maybe it was just like this like major energy block. Maybe it was just like this, this something that I just had to work through and I just have to I have to cut that damn cord. I have to cut the string. I gotta, I gotta let it go. I gotta let all of that shit go. Um, and I think what happened is that recently, you know, some things started to come up, um, after a a couple Patreons that we did. And, um, you know, again, I can't get into like the nitty gritty of it, but like the past sort of had, you know, came back into my life, um, after, after a few, um, episodes that we did and it just weighed heavy on me again, I think. And that's why it it sort of also like sucked the energy out of me. And it was like, fuck, like not again, like not again. Like I can't go through this again. And it just feels like it's a constant like weight over me. And so, um, 
And I think that we can all sort of relate to that at some point. Like if something's happened in your life or, or whether it's a situation or a person or something, and it just sort of like never goes away and you just feel like I just, and like, I just want it to be over. I just think that sometimes finding these tools, um, to really like put it to rest is very, very helpful for our soul, emotionally, mentally, physically, all the things so that we can be present. We can be the best selves that we can be in this life and for our children or for our, our pets or for our parents or our siblings or best friends or partners. Like I just, you know, we're giving too much power to other things or people. And it's like just taking back that power. And I just think it was, um, it was so amazing. It was so great. And um, if you're in Oaxaca, go see this lady, man. That was it was wild. So I just took a picture of it. Um, and then there's one here. I'm just showing you guys on Patreon. It's hard to see. Okay, it's right here. It's right where I'm, where my thumb is. It's this one, and then it's like this this little baby one over here. It's attached, but there was like a ton of those. Um, and I told Riley about it, and I told my whole family, obviously. Um, and he's like, bring it on. Let's do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. When my stomach's like out to here. <sighs> it's very scary, but you know what? God only gives you what you can handle. And so if that's my, my destiny and if that's what I'm supposed to have and you know, that's what's supposed to happen in my world, then I will allow it and just into my universe and into my life with open arms and just a absolute blessing. So that's the story about the roses. Um, it was so crazy. See, like these are all the cards that, uh, that popped up like this one, for example, says, um, from Archangel Michael and it says, have confidence Archangel Michael. Um, Please lend me your courage and fortitude. Help me realize that I am one with all that is divine. Wisdom, strength, love, creativity, abundance, and health. Allow me to feel confident and peaceful about myself in all ways. Um, the other one is focus upon divine and perfect health. God and Archangel Michael, thank you for continuously reminding me to focus upon perfect health and for guiding my actions so that they support my well-being. Um, spend more time outdoors, decide to be happy now. This one was interesting. Thank you for helping me be open to my heart, to happiness, joy, and bliss. I am now willing to see all of the goodness in my life. Um, be gentle with yourself. Archangel Michael, please guide me in treating myself with gentle, nurturing love in everything I think, speak, and do. Help me know that I deserve this compassion. I release any feelings of guilt to you that I may experience a lasting inner peace. Um, and there's like so many. <laughs> she pulled quite a few cards. Um, so yeah, it was uh it was it was super incredible. And um highly recommend it. And I just feel very, very happy and at peace. And I just feel like I've sort of, I'm able to like turn the page. It doesn't feel so heavy anymore. Um, and so if you guys are going through anything, um, I just, just know you're not alone and there are ways to get out of it. And maybe it's not this, maybe it's just, um, 
you know, finding, listening to the universe and, and allowing it to sort of guide you to get the healing that you need. So, um, all right. That was a very long, <laughs> long story about, um, about the reading. But anyways, so that's pretty much it. That was like right at the end of the trip and it just like sort of wrapped up my trip so beautifully. And, um, and we had a great last day just sort of all hung out together and swam and relaxed and um and it was it was really really great. It's funny we you know how we did like Yellowstone and then France and then Oaxaca. I I kept telling rather like are we going to have an eat pray love type of situation? <laughs> and I kind of feel like we did. I feel like um like we I guess loved in in Yellowstone because it was like our family little intimate family moment we just loved the outdoors and being in nature. Um we ate in France a lot. Not good food, but we ate in France. And then the prey, I felt like it was just very um you know, spiritual and a little a minor spiritual awakening in in Oaxaca. So I was like, okay, we had a love, eat, pray <laughs> sort of situation, and I am not mad at it. So, uh, thank you guys for just appeasing me with that and listening to me. Love you all. I know it's a shorter. Uh, well, I guess I did a half an hour yesterday too, but um, I just I had to share that with you guys today, and I had to wrap it up. It was just I knew it was going to take me a long time to to tell you guys, so I just, but I had to. So, whether you believe in it or not, share with me. Um, here on Patreon, just any, any crazy like things that you guys have ever done or have you guys had readings or even in your church or, or friends or whatever, like, is there something that's ever happened to you guys? And has it come true? Has it, is it not? Is it baloney? Um, let's chat more about it. I'm very intrigued. Thank you guys for being here. Also, we'll go live for sure next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. And thank you guys. Remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.